0: Welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast, where we talk about all the things you wish you were told when you started your business. I'm your host, Audrey Blackburn, owner of Blackburn Consulting, where I work with women led small businesses and nonprofits to move them from a place of scarcity to one of abundance. Want to help us grow this podcast? Then help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. Hey, everyone. So this is my official first podcast of 2020. And I've been gone for just a minute. I think my last podcast I did was kind of mid-December. And I had planned to take some time off and just enjoy the holidays and enjoy my family. But things kind of got crazy. So I took off for the holiday. I think it was around the Maybe the 20th, something like that, of December, and immediately got sick, which we just all love that when we take time off. But I think sometimes that happens because our body says, you know what? Um, We finally have some downtime. So here's what's really going on. And after I got sick, um, I was sick a couple of days and I started feeling a little bit better. And then Monday morning, I woke up and my sister was sick. And my daughter was sick. And so, uh, you know, I was treating them and, and they had the same kind of crud, whatever I had going on. Long story short, my sister went downhill really quick. We took her to the emergency room Monday morning and had her checked out and they wanted to admit her. Uh, and then it wasn't long after that they told us they wanted to put her in ICU. So she ended up spending the holidays in ICU, and I stayed with her a great deal of that time, as well as my mother. And it, it, was, it was really rough. Um, wasn't what we expected uh, the holiday to be, and it wasn't uh, even on our radar that she was even sick, much less would end up in ICU and get that bad. So the day after Christmas, she came home. And she came home straight out of the ICU, which was amazing. Um, She's doing really well. And she is um, getting back to her old self now. But that day that she came home, I found out that my daughter had pneumonia. (laughs) So that kicked off another uh, caretaking uh, situation where I had to get her care and make sure she was okay. And so she bounced back rather quickly after a couple of days from that and getting meds. And wouldn't you know, I got sick again. (laughs) So we ended the new year. Now this has been two weeks, right? So at the end of that two weeks, we ended up the new year finally starting to feel a little bit better. And I came back to work after the new year and I was still dragging. It's just like I was wiped out. And I know sometimes in life stuff happens that just wipes us out. And as business owners, we have to just keep trudging along and keep going. And so that's what I did. I just kept going and uh, doing the things that needed to be done. I wasn't into it. I didn't feel it. Um, I just really felt out of it. And like I just needed a break. But like I said, when you're a business owner, unless you've got other people that can step in and take over, then you're it. And so I just kept pushing through. And here it is, the 13th of January, and I am finally feeling really good again and finally feeling back in my biz and feeling like I've got a lot of motivation and excited about what's to come this year. So having all of that stuff happen over the holidays really gave me some time to reflect on things. Of course, it helped me reflect um, and be grateful for the things that are really important, which is my family and my friends and um, those people around me that I love so much. But it also helps me reflect on my business and the things that maybe needed to be changed or done a little differently, or just done better. You know, it it makes you realize what needs to change. And where things aren't working and where things are falling through the cracks. And for me, when I was really struggling to feel good and be motivated in my business, um, the thing that kept coming to light for me was that I don't always do the work that lights me up. You know, sometimes in our businesses, there's just work we do that it pays the bills and, you know, it's great, but it doesn't light us up. And so that's a constant struggle for me. And I'm curious if you struggle with that, too. Do you find yourself doing things that you don't really want to do in your business? Or do you say, no, I'm I'm doing everything I want to do. And, you know, every day I do exactly what I want to do when I want to do it. Now, that's not to say that I don't have a lot of freedom in my business because I do. I run the business, therefore I get to call the shots. And I was talking to a friend recently and she said she was struggling with her time. Same thing, that she wasn't enjoying what she was doing. She was upset that she was so overbooked and overworked and she was exhausted. And she said it just hit me that you're the one that makes your freaking schedule. So why are you upset about it? Change it you made the schedule. You're the one that put all this stuff on your plate. And she's right. I do the same thing. I put too many things on my plate. I think I can get more done in a certain amount of time than I actually can. Um, That is a downfall of mine that I'm always very optimistic and positive about how much I can get done in a period of time. I forget a lot of times that I'm human and that there's going to be days that I just don't want to do things or that I don't feel like doing things, or that the flow is just not there, and it doesn't matter how hard you work and how hard you try, it just isn't happening. (laughs) So we all have those days, and we have to build that into our schedule. And January is a really busy time in my business. I don't know about yours, but I, you know, with doing accounting work and, and bookkeeping for small businesses, um, this time of year is really slammed because everybody needs 1099s and W-2s and there's payroll reports and year-end information and everyone's trying to get ready for tax time. And so those deadlines really push what's going on and they push the schedule. And so if there's things that are dragging or that haven't been done or that are behind from December or whatever, then that just makes January all the more harder. And so those things really came to light with this whole situation happening over the holidays and made me just think that, you know, I've got to take a harder look at my business and and what I'm doing and And what kind of work I'm taking on and how much I'm scheduling into my day. And I am a big person that loves to plan. Like, that's just me and my personality. I like things planned out. I'm very spontaneous, but I like to plan out my day and just have at least a guideline about what's going to happen, what needs to get done. Not so much because I like the planning part of it, but because if I don't plan it out, nothing happens. Or I get, I do plenty of stuff, but it's all the wrong stuff that's not really important. And I don't get the important things done and the things that don't really matter are the ones that get, end up on my schedule. The other thing that I really noticed because of all this was that, you know, sometimes I let other people dictate my schedule I let them tell me what's important because they're like, "Oh, I need this right away, blah blah blah." And I thought, "No. That's not really how it should be." Yes, people have deadlines that they need you to meet for them, and yes, what they want done is important, but it doesn't dictate my schedule and when I get it done, and it doesn't dictate that I stop everything I'm doing and and do something that someone else sees as important. And so, I have really embraced the Full Focus Planner, which is a planner that Michael Hyatt created. And um, it's just, you have to look it up online, but it's a really neat planner if you're into planners, paper planners. And I am. I've tried the digital thing. I do keep my calendar in um, Google Calendar so that I can have it on my phone and my computer and everywhere, just so I know where all my appointments are and I don't miss anything. But I still have a paper planner where I plan out my to-do list, what needs to be done, my projects, and my goals. And I do time blocking so that I can figure out, you know, how much time something's going to take. Because remember, that's my issue, is figuring out how much time something really takes versus, you know, just saying, oh, I can get it done in this amount of time. The other thing I figured is that when I'm really doing the things that I enjoy and I'm building those things into my workday, then I tend to be much more efficient because then it becomes about, oh, well, let me hurry up and get this done. And let me focus on this and just stop everything else I'm doing and focus on this so I can get it done. So I can go do this fun thing I enjoy over here. Now, for me, A fun thing might be recording a podcast, or writing a blog, or doing posts on social media, or going to a networking event so I can hang out with my friends. Um, Those things are fun. And so I started scheduling a little bit more of that stuff back into my schedule, where I had really taken it away. And one of them was going out and networking and meeting with other people. When you're an entrepreneur working from home can get really isolating. And even though it's necessary for me to get work done, I realized that I just, I, I end up getting in my house and I see my husband and I see my daughter. And so I have people interaction all day long, but I don't go out and actually hang out with friends. I don't go network with other colleagues because I used to do that stuff all the time and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But it is draining. It is time consuming. And when you've got actual client work to be working on, it takes up a lot of time that you don't have to do client work now because you're out at a networking event. And so I have just really taken it off the radar and it needed to be for a season uh, because my business had gotten so busy that I couldn't go out and do that. But now I'm starting to rethink it because I'm like, you know, I need this. I need this some. So on Friday of last week, I had signed up to be a mentor with the GTCC um, Small Business Summit, and it was out in Colfax at GTCC, and I went to be a mentor for an hour. Now, that was an hour of my time. It wasn't like it was a, a huge commitment, although the drive out there, you know, is about Forty minutes or so and then 40 minutes back. So it was a couple of hours that definitely going to be out of my day. But I said, you know what, I need to do this. And I really enjoy mentoring other people and talking with uh, people that need assistance. So the setup was there were a lot of us mentors in a room. We had tables we sit at and people could come up and see our little sign and see who we were and what we did and asked to talk with us and they were supposed to get 10 minutes of our time and then somebody else could come sit down and talk with us. That way someone didn't monopolize all the time. But it ended up that um, I was sitting at a table with a good friend of mine, Andrea Johnson, Dr. Andrea Johnson, and she does credit and works with people on their finances on the personal side. She also works with businesses too and also does a lot of work with parents and college students about getting scholarships and that kind of stuff. She's just got a lot of great material. And we've been friends for a long time. And so we were excited to see each other and to talk. And we ended up (laughs) tag-teaming our mentoring because so much of the stuff that we talk about overlaps. And it was such a fun day. And It's always a great day when you could hang out with a friend who's also a colleague who does things similar to what you do, not the same, but similar. And there's just no competition. There's just no, you know, it's not like one up in each other. It's all about uh, collaborating and having a good time and enjoying it and helping the person in front of you. And that's exactly what we did. And we even recorded a podcast together. We took pictures together. We just had a a really good time. But what it made me realize is how much I miss that. Because I work so much and I work out of my home, I just don't get the time to really go out and hang out with my peers. And To meet with, you know, new business owners, that was the other amazing thing, was meeting with new business owners and hearing what their struggles are and, you know, hearing their fears and what's stopping them from the next step. There was this wonderful lady that sat down to talk with us and she wanted to start a new business. She had decided to commit to it. She was really working on her mindset and her negative thoughts and was doing an amazing job. Like every time something negative would come up in her head that would say, you can't do this, she would just shut it down and move on. And I was so impressed with her. But the thing that was holding her back is that people had told her that to start a business, you have to have an LLC and you've got to do that and, you know, this and that. And you've got to have all this formation done before you can start. And as I told her, an LLC is great because of the um the legal protection that it affords you. But I said, people have a misconception with that. I said they think that if they get an LLC, it's going to protect them from everything. And I said, while it's a great thing to have um, because it protects your personal assets, if you screw up bad enough, you can still make those personal assets um, liable to, you know, to be taken. And The truth of the matter is, if you've got really good insurance, that's another protection as well. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs forget about the fact that you need really good insurance, liability insurance. Um, There's different types of insurances out there, depending on what business, you know, industry that you're in. Um, There's different things available. So we told her about that. And I told her, I said, you know, you can start as a sole proprietor. All you have to do is go down to the you know, register of deeds, a clerk of court and say, hey, I want to start a business. You fill out a application. It's like a one pager, takes you 10 minutes. You pay the fee, which I think used to be like $25. I don't know what it is now. And I said, voila, you're in business. And she was shocked. She said, I didn't know I could do that. And I said, Yeah, you don't have to have an LLC. You don't have to have paid an attorney to do all that. I said, now, while those things are great and good, I said, there's a lot of us that started out as sole proprietors and later switched to an LLC and later, you know, moved into that realm. I said, we didn't all just, you know, start everything perfectly. A lot of us just jumped in and started doing it. And so she was all fired up when she left because she said, you know what? I can just go start my business. And I'm like, yeah, you can. (laughs) You definitely can. And she had a lot of good information from us on places to go to get resources to make sure she did know what to do right. She did know the insurance to get. She did know the difference between a sole proprietor and an LLC and a corporation and what was an S-corp. And do I have to pay myself on payroll or can I just take money out of the business do I need a business checking account? Which, of course, we said yes. But we gave her the resources so that she could go get that information and make sure she was doing things right. And that's really all she needed. And she needed permission to go do it. And we provided that by saying, yes, you can do this. Absolutely. And so that really made me realize how many times People are sitting on the sidelines waiting to start a business because they think they have to do it perfect. And it's that old saying that I've heard so many times that done is better than perfect. And it's so true. So if you're sitting on the sidelines today and you're waiting to start a business, just go do it. You don't have to wait until everything is perfect. You don't have to wait until you have an LLC and have all this stuff in place. Yes, there are certain things that you need to have as a business owner to protect yourself. And yes, there are certain things you have to do to comply with the law to make sure you're doing that right. But there are resources out there. Like we told her, the small business centers at your local community colleges are excellent to get free information and free help and mentorship from other experts in the area that can help you and guide you with that stuff that you don't know. And then when you get into business and you're making money and you can pay other people to help do those things that's just not your expertise, there are ways to do everything. And it really comes down to stop letting those things block you. If you really want to do this, if this is really what you feel called to do, just go do it. So I hope that's been of encouragement to you today. If you're out there thinking about starting a business, hey, just go do it. Thank you for listening to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Come on over and join us over on Facebook at facebook.com Or if you're on Instagram, you can look us up. Our Instagram username is Blackburn Boss. Hope you have a wonderful day, guys, and come back soon.